Hi, I'm Julia. For years, I've taught yoga, movement, and meditation, holding space for people to do their own human thing. It's probably my favorite thing to do. Now here, in this podcast, I'll share with you audio practices and meditations for you to follow along with. I'll also bring you genuine stories of vulnerability, F-ups, and failures, because let's be honest, those moments are often better for our learning and growth. I invite you to design your everyday habits, learn from your tender spots, and hear from people just like you, whose own personal practices have guided them through the tough times and right back home to themselves. So come on, let's get personal. Hey y'all, just a heads up. In this episode, we do talk about some subjects that might be distressing, including the loss of loved ones and specifically the loss of loved ones due to dementia. So if that is not your cup of tea and it's not something you want to listen to, that's totally fine. Skip on over this episode and head over to another personal practice that you might enjoy more. Otherwise, please enjoy this great conversation. Mm, today I have such a fun conversation for you and I'm just so grateful I got to be a part of it. I was able to interview Brad Lepchek and he and his wife founded a company called Memory. Memory is a supplement brand um, that specifically targets brain health. So they have powders and um I use them in my smoothies and I also drink them straight up. Um, we talk about that. Um, but more importantly, we talk about Brad's um, commitment to staying positive and optimistic, even in the ups and downs of launching a new business, especially when you know that you have more than just yourself to take care of. And so I think a lot of people will relate to this. It doesn't matter if you've never run your own business, you know the pressure that sometimes can creep up when you're working hard on something and there is no guarantee. Throw in three kids in a pandemic (laughs) and you'll understand what Brad was up against as he launched this amazing brand. Within the conversation, I think I say twice, this isn't an ad, this isn't an ad, and it truly isn't. But I do wanna let you know that they did share an awesome promo code with me. So if you go to yourmemory.com slash Julia Marie, you can use a discount code. And I'll be sure to include it in the show notes too, um, because I really do think this is an awesome product. They worked with food experts um, at North Carolina State, and um, they had to be mad scientists in their own spare bedroom to get it right. And most importantly, um, Brad and Erica are two people that really care about providing everybody that utilizes their product with just amazing ingredients that really help brain health and longevity. You'll learn in this conversation why that is an important family decision for them and how their mission hits close to home. So I hope you enjoy this super fun, positive, optimistic conversation with an entrepreneur. As a fellow entrepreneur, I understand that DNA 
of feeling a little bit um, uneasy, but also having to stick to the practice of staying optimistic, even in the face of uncertainty. So let's get personal. Technology, love it and hate it, right? I know, seriously. So I did a little snooping. I saw that you went to Michigan State. Um, Are you from Michigan? Are you from the Midwest? Yeah. Yeah. Eric and I are both from Michigan. Oh, awesome. I'm from Chicago originally. So I was like connecting with other people from the Midwest. That's fantastic. I I live in Texas, but you live in Michigan. We lived in in Chicago for years. So we, Michigan, we met at Michigan State. Um, Didn't start dating until Chicago. So we lived in Chicago for eight years and then we moved to North Carolina where we're at. Nice. How did that transition go? Actually, you know what? It's, I am obsessed with it down here just because it's the weather is fantastic. I do miss the water, like being on the water, like Chicago and Michigan being on the water. That that was great, but um, it's just such a great place. So livable. Oh, I love that. I love that. So um, you are on my podcast, my first um, entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur. I think it's really cool to learn a little bit more about someone who is on this path that has no, there's no guarantees, right? When you're in, in Uh, entrepreneurship. Yep. It's, it's a, it's honestly the biggest roller coaster of emotions ever, you know? Yeah. Um, It's, there's that sense of security. So I, we have three kids, you know? So, you know, embarking at this stage, you know, was presented even more of a risk than, than I think the vast majority of entrepreneurs that start earlier like one big turning point, I remember it distinctly, is when my daughter Effie, the second, the second child was born. Mm-hmm. I was like literally taking calls in the hospital, you know, when my yeah. daughter was being born. And, and it was like there's this blend now in the work life that it's just like it's we're we're always accessible. So there's yeah. no boundaries and nothing more like. The fact that if I was the actual like owner of the company, I would never, I would like be mad at the person who's taking a call in the, you know, in, in a hospital, but yeah. it was like expected of me, you know, and I wow. it was just a low point, just a real low point in my life, you know, just cause like yeah. that, that was, you know, that made it that much easier for us to kind of like make this type of leap at this stage in our life, just because yeah. we felt like the quality of life could be better. And, yeah. you know. Well, if the alternative is you but, can't be present for your right. children's birth, that there's no alternative right like that's right. not right. that's not yeah. an option yeah i don't want to miss miss life moments because that's like once you have your first it's like you realize it's all that really matters right so yeah. um but it's it is it's been a um it's been an up and down like when sales are really good and they come in like spurts so when sales are like really yeah. good i'm like on cloud nine and then we have like a like a week of really like low low sales i'm it's like my life is falling apart there because like mm. you've got it she's so much mentally she's so much more mentally strong than I am in general uh-huh. with, with that type of um, like, she won't let that stuff bother her. Yeah. Whereas I used to, I feel like I used to be way more carefree and now with the business, I'm like this up and down. I like mm. ebb and flow with the business. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. She's yeah. got that like mom fortitude where she's like, this yes. is fine. This will all be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We've We're, seen this before. Yeah. yeah. And that used to be me. Now we've like role reversed. So oh, yeah. well, that's a, I mean, I feel like that's a healthy marriage, right? Yeah, There's no is. such thing as 50-50. Yes. There's just seasons, yes. you know, where you're yeah. passing the baton back and forth. 
I can definitely relate to just that. When you when you're in a heart based a heart based business, something that you love, yep, you're wearing that like on your sleeve all the time. They really are. Everything is it's it's so silly to say that business isn't personal because that's such a lo- a line. It is. It's personal because human beings work in businesses and they're persons. So yep. I think it's super natural to take it personally, but then also developing those practices of keeping your cool is yeah. uh, the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think your wife's secret? Why is she so cool with it? I, I see. I don't know. I think she has to because like it used to be, I was literally the person that would always, and I think it would annoy her because she's a type A, you know, she was more high stress and, and everything like that. But I think she, she recognized the need for her to like revert to like what I was because, yeah. you know, I was, I was dealing with, with more stress than I was used to. Cause I always used to say like, Oh, it'll work out. Like everything will work out. Don't even like worry about it. And she used to hate that. She's like, why do you say that? I was like, cause it does. Everything always works out and think positively, be positive. Like things will work out, do good things. Good things will happen to you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and now it's like, she's, she's doing that, that of it. But yeah. there's, there's a lot of, I think the, the really comes from like, so to kind of rewind, like when we were kind of developing the business, it was yeah. Eric and I were, were at similar, similar levels. She made more than me and she had a higher trajectory, like career path than, okay. than I did period. So when we were deciding like, you know, we're going to, let's, let's do this. That was like the first step is, is where are we going to do this? Like, yes. I had more experience kind of setting up businesses. I was worked in small business atmospheres. Sure. So okay. felt like from an operational standpoint, it was like a no brainer. So I could work with North Carolina state to like build the product and, you know, get everything set up like inventory wise, order all the supplies, packaging, that kind of stuff. So that that's kind of like my, my forte, whereas she's like an e-commerce expert marketing, good figurehead, you know, um, and just a great manager. Like she manages yeah. people really well whereas i'm more of a head down you know like you know get it getting yeah things rock done. it out sure yeah. when you guys developed memory did first of all i have to be very transparent on this podcast i use memory it's delicious this is not an ad um <laughs> and i do i put it in my smoothies but i also will just drink it straight up which is great yep. um and so that's nice that i kind of have those options but one of the things that attracted me to it was that its focus was more on cognitive health. And I know that you guys had kind of taken that route because there were dementia in your family. Yep. And so as you guys are developing this and you were working with a university, I just am so fascinated by that process and yep. the personal story behind it. So kind of how did you guys get to a point where you were like, you know what we really need to do is kind of fill some of these gaps. Yeah, I think the, the the big moment, so Erica's mom's dad passed away from it a few years back. So it was, I remember okay. it was right at the start of the pandemic, that's when the funeral was. Um, and then, you know, her dad's mom currently has dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, you know, it runs in the family. And I think that like so many diseases in this country, we treat it as, as like, we need to find a cure, which we do like for everything, right? right? Of course. Some people are very unfortunate and like to get it, but the vast majority, um, Maria Shriver funded a um, organization called Women's Alzheimer's Movement, mm-hmm. um, which is really, there was a huge discrepancy between um, like study subjects being mostly male 
and, and not enough females. So all oh, the data okay. was skewed. Yeah. So they, yeah. They, for example, they used to think that the reason why women got Alzheimer's so much more than men, you know, two thirds of, of patients are women and wow. for Alzheimer's and dementia and, and other brain health issues like stroke and, and mental health, you know, issues as yeah. well was because they generally live longer. And, and that was just, that was just a bad assumption and there was no data wow. to support it because most of the subjects when they looked at it were male. So, um, you know, it turns out there's a huge deal with like hormones and the variety of different factors, but that wasn't known for a while. So her entire focus was to like put, shed more light on this huge, you know, brain health gap, which is right. we have in America. Um, yeah. And one of the most influential stats for Erica, because it is like unnerving, like I'm fortunate, I do not have that in my family. We have right. plenty of other stuff like, you know, like skin cancer is like rampant. Like, so there's certain risks that I have to look out for, but you know, dementia and and so many of these other diseases are seen as like, I either am going to get it or, or I'm not like, it's like a roll of the dice. Right. right. Um, in reality though, like less than 2% of, of cases are linked to hereditary factors. Wow. Um, you know, and usually those are, are the, those 2% are the really unfortunate ones where you have like the early onset and some mm -hmm. of those really mm -hmm. um, like more rare forms of it. Right. Where, Right. You know, it really comes on earlier in life, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. really, really sad. Yeah. Um, but vast majority, like you are more predisposed for these types of diseases, but you're not like destined for anything, sure. right? Um, lifestyle plays a huge factor. So there was a, um, something called the mind diet, which is really was very much in line with the kind of the food choices that Eric and I, you know, practice at home, which is just trying to eat more whole foods, like kind of like Mediterranean um, yeah. style diet. Um, mostly plant-based, um, but very, very little restrictions, just, just emphasizing whole foods, more vegetables, right. more greens, stuff like that. It was fascinating because it was, it showed that, that with this diet, like high adherence to this diet, and which was really formulated because they saw that, you know, like America has such a high incidence of, of Alzheimer's, whereas uh, these brain health issues, whereas other countries, other cultures have very little. So why wow, is that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they looked at the data, which was like a Western diet generally is just really bad. They analyzed it, put this diet together uh, with Rush University and Harvard. It's called the Mind Diet, and um, and it can reduce your risk. Like high adherence can reduce your risk by fifty three percent. Holy like, cow, just, that's huge! Yeah, like, but really cares about prevention. I mean, we even yeah. if we say we do, we nobody does. Like nobody right. cares about prevention. Well, so, I think there's like this assumption that it's like an old person's disease. Right. And right. so things become inevitable and it's just, it's shitty attitude to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think yeah. medicine is so amazing that people, you know, like me included, cause I've said it before, like, like, Oh, you know, by the time I'm, I'm older, they'll have a cure. You know, there's no risk right. in trying, a, trying out a new diet or taking on a new habit, taking on a new practice. Um, and yet we so want to, um, gather more and more and more research, which is great. Research is amazing. We need it to yep. affirm our, our choices, but there is no risk to eating better and better. taking higher quality right. supplements. There's no risk to yeah. it. And no. to know that something so simple as a lifestyle choice could potentially reduce your risk by something like 53% with, with right. relatively good compliance is outstanding. Right. And because we can't see it or because we don't have a family member who's suffering, we just kind of kick the can down the road. And yep. that's such a, a, unfortunate way of being yeah i think that the, the diet like or the like the supporting products for like better brain health too yeah. when you look at 
that aisle. It's just like, it's largely focused on, on short term that, and it's mostly symptom relief. So it wasn't anything that's like nourishing your brain, like making your brain healthier. You know, right. I think a lot of the products that we subscribe to yeah. in general have, you know, mimic our overall approach to medicine, which is, you know, diagnose and treat, Yep. which you know, I think the problem, the problem there is, is like, yeah, you can go out and drink all night, wake up in the morning, take a, take a pill and then feel much better. But yeah. you're just, you're just targeting symptoms. You're not making yourself healthier. So I think there's a, there's a lot of confusion in the industry overall of, of this product works because I see results immediately compared to like, this is good for you and I'm going to use it and it's going to make me feel better like every day yeah. and, and make me healthier. And that's starting to change a little bit, you know, but it's mm -hmm. still like, like people want fast acting anything. So sure. and when I hear that, yeah. I just hear our human negativity bias. Like our brains were always wired to look out for the potentials down the road, or maybe not you before you were Mr. Optimist, but now entrepreneurial mind, you probably like, I totally understand my, <laughs> our negativity safety bias. Um, so, you know, that's the Google yoga for stress relief, yoga for weight loss, yoga for, you know, it's, it's, supplement for this supplement for right. that we are wired to say i have a problem i need to find a solution and we're not yeah yes. we're just not as practiced in saying i have the power to change x y and z how can i be proactive how can i offer a positive solution or a preemptive solution um we're just really bad at that as humans i mean yeah. i think we just are yeah and I, I agree with you I, I, it's it's if you look at the brain health industry and it's largely like you know five hour energy is considered a, mm -hmm. a brain health product which is wow. that's just energy shot right and then that's just stimulant yeah, but it's really focused about like um, and all that stuff's great yeah. if like if you need if you need your five hour energy to get you through your yeah. day, it's gonna do that. That's yes, great. Right. But having a longer term yeah. vision of like how yes. is my overall nutrition supporting my life, it really is a practice because it it takes diligence if yeah. we're trying to decide that me in 20, 40 years, 50 years down the road, I'm worried about that person. It's just so hard because we're not that great at future planning. We're right. really good at kind of being like, what's my immediate desire, need, fear right now? Yeah. I love that. So when you guys were um, working with, um, so you worked with North Carolina State? State, yep. Okay, so. Uh, Erica reached out to the, there was like this, um, this one doctor who's like world renowned for being like a blueberry expert. Okay. okay. <laughs> so like, he knows yeah. everything about blueberries. And she reached out to her, I think her name's Dr. Lila, and was like, oh, we're looking to like create this product. Do you, um, do you know any resources, whatever? And she's like, oh, well, they're starting this, this huge food innovation lab at the campus in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Um, oh. You should reach out. So she made the connection for us um, to North Carolina State's, um, it's called the North Carolina Food Innovation Lab. Not intimidating at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we went in like presented our idea and they were amazing that's awesome <laughs> they were they were like and, and i think they you know they were food experts so they have like uh -huh. the director is like a product development expert then they have like okay. food scientists you okay. know so like i think right away they put us at ease and like and we felt like we had like a partner in this, not awesome. somebody that was going to be like, you, you know, like you clearly don't know what you're doing. So we're going to do sure. this. 
And I think um, the whole development process in general put a lot of things into focus. Like we, I think we had pretty unrealistic expectations in terms of like, what I, we had high standards for what we wanted to make in this product and like all these unique ingredients and, and stuff like that. And they put in perspective, like that is not going to be a sourceable ingredient. You're going to get from poor suppliers and like, you know, like you want the highest reputable suppliers, like, you know, well-known products that sure. are, you know, proven over time, you know, not trendy, you know, and I think that was really powerful for us um, to create like a sustainable brand that's going to like yeah. last, you know, because trends, you know, like keto's in and whole 30s in all these trends come and go. But like, right. you know, if you create a good product with good food and, and you know, that it should that last. Yeah, well. it should last. And I think that was really beneficial, but they really helped up with the with the concept, um, you know, giving us ideas of, of like, how to create the product, best practices, what you should look for in a co-packer, introducing us to suppliers, um, which is a huge thing because um, most suppliers don't give you the time of day. Right. Um, so we we were able to to make great connections with some of the best suppliers in the industry. That's amazing. Um, and really know what we're what to look for, you know, and and understand like you know how to build the product and then build it the right way. So. It was it was it was a great experience, but it was also during COVID that that yeah. the COVID hit, and you know we had to like convert a spare bedroom into into like a lab and continue making progress just because we didn't have the money to keep on like you know like to take a yeah. half off you know. I mean, so, who does? Yeah, don't <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think that's anybody's experience. Yeah. <laughs> Not that many. Yeah. Even, even whenever that, I have, whenever I hear somebody who tells me about like a positive COVID experience that you like that one person I think there's just like the communal eye roll where we're like that's so great for you <laughs> but we were packaging we're so happy we're so, that's just so fabulous <laughs> the rest of us over here were miserable <laughs> that's great that's great I love that so many entrepreneurs you know they start out of their garage they start out of right. their spare bedroom um, they're having intimidating conversations right off the bat. They're learning that they're brand new and I don't know what I don't know. You know, yep. how did you guys navigate some of those those feelings? Or did you have any of those feelings of like, what the hell? How how are we going to do this? Or are we the right people? Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we've had so many of those moments because, again, we felt like everything like was working against us, like obviously once in a generation, you know, or once in a lifetime um, pandemic, you know, that really yeah. put a ton of pressure on. So, you know, like that extent that we, we were planning for like a nine month, you know, like um, concept, not concepts, we were all talking about it, but like by the time I, I quit my job to like focus to like create this and get this moving, we wanted to do nine months till launch. And it was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was almost two years, you know, like the whole process. I think a lot of the, the really, hard parts were like, and not to get like too into it, but I think a lot of products talk about, you know, like how much, you know, like whole foods and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But using a lot of whole foods and we use a ton in both products yes, you do. is really, really tough. Um, that's why so many people use extracts because they're so easy to work with, right? They yeah. might have off-putting tastes, but they're, they're the same for the most part density. They, you know, like, um, you don't have these crazy weight differentials. Um, you, it's not seasonally dependent. Like sometimes our blueberries are sweeter than others. So the product yeah. will change. You know, don't have yeah. Sweet, yeah. So it changes. So there's certain level of like, you know, um, 
vulnerability or like, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it, the product changes. Yeah. Um, so then there's like, that's, I think that was, uh, a, a real, a real challenge for us, um, trying to make that work and, and, and align with what we believe to be like a good product and the way that we should present our product to the world. Um, yeah. You know, like there's a, you know, still making it marketable, extremely marketable, but in trying to make it cost, you know, a, a decent amount, you know, because you're using mm-hmm. expensive ingredients. So mm-hmm. it was that yeah, was COVID trying to just get the taste right and get it to come out, um, you know, website and branding and, and yeah. all the different components in there. And that's one. Which is all did. beautiful. You guys did a great yeah. job. Thank so. you. That was America. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's always so tough, but like, you know, when I would love to know, and I think, you know, sometimes I have like a listener in my head and I can hear their questions, but like, I think a lot of people feel comforted knowing a little bit more about the process a person goes to, to keep themselves moving forward when you are hit with sounds like literally every obstacle ever, like from pandemic to blueberry to, I'm sure you had supply chain issues as well. Like the whole world did. That seems just like, everything was telling you no you shouldn't be doing this how did you stay on the right side of that yeah, I think that it's it's an ongoing struggle doing that like <laughs> you really do have to stay stay positive and believe in what in what you've created and the mission yeah. behind it and I think that's yeah. really the thing that's that's kept us going is is you know we believe in this we think that brain health is the next big category it's something that that most people don't prioritize in their lives right. and we think that we're doing it the right way. And that we hope that more people adopt the way that we you know, think like we do. Um, yeah. And I think it's also, you know, again, back to like the, the family aspect is, is, you know, we've adopted that, especially as of late, you know, as we have these ups and downs, it's like, we, we can't fail. We, we have to move forward, you know, right. and we always have to move forward. Um, we've put everything on the line and then we can't accept failure um, because I think it would have been extremely easy to fail, yeah. Um, you know, and just throw in, throw in the towel on so many different occasions. Um, we've had so many bad beats, you know, um, and we had a bunch of wins and and we just have to like look on those wins more positively. Like we are moving the, move, the business forward and not be, moving as quickly as we want, we got to look at the positives in every situation and and think like, you know, this happened for a reason, each thing happened for a reason. And yeah, you know, even like with the bringing the product home and, and making progress at it at home while we waited for the lab to reopen, yeah. like that really taught us how to build new products. So we were able to build the greens easier, you know, so there were certain benefits to it. And you think you have to look positive um, at the positives of everything. So that's kind of what's kept us really going. I think the family, you know, is a huge motivation though for anybody. Once we have a good why, it's so much easier to tolerate the failures or the setbacks. And I love that you guys became mad scientists all on your own. Um, And you might not do that if you didn't have, you know, three little mouths to feed and also this really strong core mission. And I have brought products to market. I know how difficult that is to do. Um, and I've worked with a lot of small businesses as well that have done that. There always seems to be a moment in which someone, sometimes everyone's telling you to compromise your, your product to make it 90% as good so that you could be, you know, 
they would say 5,000% more effective or more marketable or how did you guys stay focused on your, like a hundred percent committed to these, to these goals and these values? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think, you know, we had, again, the, the North Carolina state team was, was really helpful. And I think they, they would apply pressure and gently, and they applied it in a way that we're like, like we're doing to test this out. And they gave us, general feedback for, you know, to our ideas that, and because they wanted us to succeed, they were doing everything for the right reasons, you know, yeah. they didn't want to compromise the product. So they really helped us work within our, like, you know, own like goals and standards and, mm-hmm. and helped us create the product we ultimately wanted to create. And that's why it took so, so long, yeah. but it, you're right. I think it's, that's like, we're looking at a new product right now and there's, I think there's more pressure now that we've we've learned so much selling these products and what people look for and what people really care about. Like a lot yeah. of people say they care about ingredients and then and maybe it's just because it's hard to to see through a lot of the food marketing that's so yeah. really hard for average person to understand what's in the product. Yes. It's like the competition creates more pressure for us to lower our standards and to kind of conform and and jump into the to the normal game instead of yeah you know you're creating your own path yeah um and it's really enticing like it really is like there's things i was like oh well you know i could do a proprietary blend and a product you know to hide yeah. ingredients and stuff like that and like you know but then i just have to stop like no we're not going to do that <laughs> we're not going to yeah we're that's not, not what we're games. here for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I think you have to you have to accept the fact that how how much you want to hold to your your principles and your standards and it could backfire right i mean it, it could make it be the reason that you go under so um it's tough it's a it, that's a constant struggle it really is and it's a really good yeah. question yeah, yeah i mean i was just talking to a gentleman today who is um high up at a startup and um he was talking we were we were both kind of just laughing about how your consumers your clients, honestly, your kids, this just applies to like everybody. Everybody will say what they want, but really they will do what they want, right? Like it's so much better to blunt our sort of trigger to react to what people say and step back and look at what they're doing. And like behavior doesn't lie. Like, and the data is always in the behavior. It's like, okay, they might be saying they want X, Y, or Z, but are they actually doing it to prove that? Right. Right. Yes. There's so much research out there about like, you know, supplements and how much of these, these synthetic or extracts you can act, your body actually absorbs, you know? So it's like, oh, if we create a product that has, you know, more whole foods, you're going to be able to absorb it better. And I think people will really get behind that. Or, you know, like I just had a feeling that stevia in general would, would come under fire eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. But Eric and I both really thought pretty like that if we could create a product without it which is sure. really hard that's just really really hard we could use like berries and stuff like that to, to sweeten it that we'd be better off in the long run people as much as people like don't want to use it they also don't want to use products that 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 aren't overly sweet because we have such a we're so conditioned in in, in this country to, to go after sweet products right sweet i gotta salt. tell you one of the reasons i like your product is because it doesn't have stevia in it i just yeah. I, I don't have any I'm, I'm not i don't have any camp i'm not like pro yeah. or against yeah. i just personally don't like the flavor of it and yeah. it's so I hard to too. find 
protein or nutritional supplements that are in a powder form that don't have stevia in it. Um, But that's exactly it. Like we have to be so grounded in, and a lot of my listeners are people who are like, they're listening for, you know, meditation or yoga. They're like, what is this entrepreneur? How, what can I learn from that? I'm not an entrepreneur, but I think it really echoes back to whenever we're in a creative pursuit, be it our family, be it our self-care, be it our work, we have to be so connected to that core value. We have to be so connected to our reasons why and getting into that space where you have a lot of noise. And I know you guys had a lot of noise coming at you. It can be so easy to just listen to all that noise, put all the stevia in, make a proprietary brunt so you don't have to disclose everything and nobody can copy it. Like do all these extra things. And you guys were like, no, we want to be open and transparent and we want it to taste the way we want it to taste and use the stuff that we want it to use. And this is what we want, even if it takes two years instead of nine months. So (laughs) yeah. And that's, that is the practice is like sitting in that fire. I think Erica's really good though about that. She sends, um, (laughs) she has a tendency to send, uh, like podcasts, like she'll text me all the time without any context. So I have to like read in between the lines. Like that's her <laughs> thing. super vague, but she'll send like a, you know, like when I'm kind of like wavering on that, she'll like send me a podcast. I think it was one was like Malk or, you know, like this like a company and this, this woman was like really adamant about sticking to her, um, sticking to her standards, you know, and like sure. went to Colbacker yeah. to Colbacker, finally found one. Like she went through yeah. absolute hell in order to get to where she needed to get, you know? So like, like would, would find, she always finds something to help us get through, you know, whatever challenge we're, we're, we're like, cause like somebody's yeah. always been there before, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and gaining inspiration from them is always hugely, hugely helpful. I think that's um, so important yeah. because reminding ourselves as humans that like, even if we feel totally alone in something, we're not ever. And there is always somebody out there that can teach us. That was probably the big thing for me during COVID, um, that immediate abrupt severing of community where we were able to sort of interact and learn from each other was so intense. And I think we, we still don't even know exactly what all of the fallout of that extreme isolation will be. But that I think is one of the things we lost was being able to see ourselves reflected in other people. You know, and I love that Erica has the fortitude to be like, you know what, if I am not immediately receiving the inspiration, I'm going to go look for it. I'm going to go fill my head and fill my husband's head with positive messages that are going to kind of get us through this stumbling block. Um, And it's so simple to do, but how I know so many times I'll just reach for the boob tube and be like, oh, I'm just going to tune out. I can't. (laughs) I could opt for inspiration. (laughs) <laughs> I'll opt for office instead and I love the office. But <laughs> but talk to me a little bit about one of those some what your practices are looking like right now. You're out of COVID, the brand exists, you guys are rocking things. How are you how are you keeping yourself like in that in the in the game right now? Yeah. Um so I think the one of the biggest benefits, especially lately, is so my my oldest started it's it's really really tough with with kids to to get to get any schedule down when you know like especially Ever. in the summers and with all the different activities. But we've we've like really benefited from our oldest going to school. So like I take her, I now I wake up every morning and I make her you know get her lunch ready, get her ready, and then you know make them breakfast and then um, take her to school. You know and yeah. like that was been that has been such a boon for my for my productivity. Oh my gosh, I love that. 
you know, because like at, I think during COVID, you know, and there's something about about it, like about losing the, the transit time where you got on the road at a certain time, you you kind of lost that schedule. And it, it became like, I can sleep in and I'm going to wait until the kids wake up. And when they wake up, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll start my day. And if I need to go later, I'll go later. Right. right. Uh, but getting into that routine has been really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, I also like, I've been a big believer in uh, hypnotherapy for, for a long, Ooh, long time. You know, I really hard. like it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just really positive for me. I think it's, it's the, it's a great hour and a half in general. It's a great yeah. reset. And there's certain things that we can work on. Um, like, especially with motivational, because I think one thing that happens when things go wrong is you get down. And when you get down, you need to really, you need like a boost of energy. Yeah. Um, because it, it really is, it's like a self-defeating probably like something goes down, yeah. you just start getting less productive and stuff like that. Yes. So those are big for me. Um, and to do it regularly, because we can focus on certain things that are, are, are kind of, you know, pressing, like there's some consistency. Like I want to be motivated to, to do this. I want to keep going. <laughs> and yeah. They're very, they're, it's very effective for me anyway. Yeah. I love that you shared that. I think there's so many people out there, especially, you know, not to be too stereotypical, but men especially are so hesitant to do any sorts of therapy. So to, to know that, you know, entrepreneur successful, like yeah. this awesome emerging brand, these are habits that you do as well. Yeah. And I love that you brought up the wisdom of a routine. That is something that um, you guys, even with your product, like just getting yourself into a routine of every day, no matter what, these are non-negotiables for me, right? right. Getting your getting your child to school is a non-negotiable for you. Right. And so starting to adopt more non-negotiables, because guess what? It is all written in pencil. You probably could let her stay home from school if you wanted to, or we could skip putting our supplements in, I guess. But it's like just those values-based non-negotiables for our life really do create a container for a much happier, more rewarding day than then sit, then honestly, what the thing we think we need, we think we want a day that's totally free and has no structure, but on those days we can get lost Yep. and having that structure is actually a guidepost for a much better yeah. day. There's a, there's a group called summit that I joined not too long ago, but it's a, it's kind of like a, a peer advisory. Sure. And, and that, that has been another great outlet. Mm. Um, you know, and, and it's semi-regular. So every other week we have like meetings and it's like a group of seven. I found that to be um, ex extremely helpful to kind of like voicing problems. I think the last thing you want to do is come home and, and unload right. all of life's so, problems, yeah. right? You know, yeah. it's so easy to do that. Um, so that was, that's been a positive. And then, and then something that I'm, I'm considering now, which I heard in the, was it last Wednesday was uh and it's very much in line with like atomic habits about like rewarding, you know, like you know, and it's the Pomodoro method. Oh, I don't know this. Tell me more. Yeah, I always it's, want to learn. It, it just just learned about it. It is basically like the little time blocks. So you you work really hard, then you have like, it, it, they even have like programs that allow you to like, like it like locks your phone from not being able to to mess around with it because it's so easy to get distracted yeah. with so many of the different things that we have. I mean. When you look at the different communication methods that we utilize alone, like there's like 
messages on Instagram. There's um, you get texts, you get emails, you get a Slack message. Like there's so many ways to get yes. distracted from what you're doing. And this allows you, you get to called while your daughter's being born, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Having meetings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it really like locks you in and then gives you time, you know, like locks you in, gives you time. So it really helps you like tackle specific problems. So you don't have things that are like half finished. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, this has been so great. I want to make sure that everybody who's listening can learn a little bit more about you, your amazing wife, and also your company. So where can they check you guys out if they want to learn more about your product? Yeah, your memory. So Y-O-U-R-M-E-M-O-R-E.com is our website. And um, I guess I got to ask, do you have a favorite flavor? I mean, I have a favorite flavor, but um, what's your favorite flavor? So with the antioxidants, you know, the antioxidant plus that one is the original. The original is my favorite. Um, The cult following for sure with like highest retention rate by far is the blackberry ginger. Um, Oh, okay. We created that because my dad, he like loved ginger and we, we really wanted to create a flavor for him. So we try to create that. Um, So that one's like a really like a, like a cult following with huge Mm -hmm. retention rates with that. The, and the green side, um, lemongrass lavender is yeah is my, that's my my favorite the the yeah. crowd favorites uh blueberry green tea but lemongrass lavender is great well, this is amazing i really appreciate all your time and yeah. thank you for sharing your lessons as an entrepreneur i think that entrepreneurship is a, a place of high vulnerability um and you just really put yourself out there when you decide to start a business um so thank you for doing that we need more people in the world that are following their dreams so i really appreciate you yeah thank you so much oh my goodness i hope you found that super uplifting if you're in the middle of a creative endeavor or you hope to be maybe you just want to know that you're not alone when you are on the verge of something with no guarantee. I hope that this conversation gave you some comfort. And don't forget, they did extend to us an amazing discount. So if you want to get 20% off your entire order, head over to yourmemory.com slash Julia Marie. And that's spelled a little uniquely. So it's Y-O-U-R-M-E-M-O-R-E dot com slash Julia Marie. I'll put that in the show notes so you know where to find it. And I hope you have just a beautiful day. Be well.